Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen, and I am thrilled to introduce to you one of my favorite people who is all the way here from Ontario, Huntsville, Matt Hailstone, a.k.a. my brother. Hi. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. That was a beautiful introduction. I know. Very flattering. I worked on it a lot. I wrote it all down. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I see that now. (laughs) How's it going, Matt? It's going really good. Really happy to be here. We're having a lot of fun. Good. I'm psyched that you're here. I'm very excited about the plans that we have for hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And we've already had some, like, good conversations. Back to laughing (laughs) <laughs> like as though I wasn't laughing before. I don't know. <laughs> but the, it was like that, you know, when you're with your siblings and you're talking the way that you like get yeah. back into the kind of language that you use with each other and only you really understand. That's right. Yeah. That kind of easy relationship. You just kind of, uh, yeah. it all just slides back. Yeah. It all slides back. So it's been good. That reminds me of, I was, we got a tow recently and um, the tow truck driver, whose name was Thor, was explaining. Awesome um, name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, he was explaining like how the technicians at NASA kind of determined who would be um, flying kind of the first flight into space. They were, so they were taking a look at, and I, I might be butchering this. He admitted that he may have butchered it when he was sharing it. But okay. basically they were, they were like, what, what are the metrics we should be testing to determine whether these people will succeed in space? And they were like, well, adaptability is going to be really important. So to test that, they basically gave people these glasses that – turned everything upside down, and they just wore them all the time. And then um, they just tracked to see how long it took for people to be able to function normally with their world upside down. And they found about 20, 26 days on average, roughly. Yeah. Wow. But the crazy part is, and what kind of reminded me of this, when they, when they took the glasses off, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like the brain was like, oh, yeah, and just like slipped back into that regular routine. No, it had to go another 26 days to make sense of things and map it all back the way it had been. That is mind-blowing. Isn't that interesting? That is, that is fascinating. Yeah. It's so for us, we don't have that. We no, just, when we, we get back together, boom. We just slip. It's just the, the pathway is already there. Our brain does not need to repave the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It knows not to delete that folder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the sibling folder. Don't yeah. delete it. No. It stays there. It's protected. Yeah. So, Matt, I want to tell you a story. Okay. Mm. It's about the person that this podcast is the, what, who we are introducing. Mm. It's about the person we are introducing. Her okay. name is Tracy. And I'm going to tell you how I met Tracy. Okay. Okay. Ready for this? I was going to ask. I know. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean and I mm. went out to this restaurant called Almanac few weeks ago okay and it, as a side note a fantastic restaurant you like order a bunch of smaller dishes and then you eat them they're kind of like tapas it's like that idea oh yeah cool so you just try a lot of different things and for goodness sake probably we amazing had, presentation oh incredible presentation yeah. and i had so many different versions of mushrooms it's Ooh. like made my head spin <laughs> it's so good <laughs> And we were having an excellent conversation with the woman that was bringing us the food. Guess who that was, Matt? It was, I, was is this a twist? or you, It was I, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it. It was. was. <laughs> it was Tracy. You figured it out. <laughs> it was Tracy. We had such a good conversation with her. She was very, like, she was funny. She was incredibly warm and welcoming, and she was witty. She was very open. We immediately had just this kind of conversation that was like, you know those people that you meet them, and you're like, it feels like I've known you for a while. Right, right. Yeah, just kind of immediate rapport. Yeah. Yeah. I have a coworker like that. You do? Yeah. Well, there you go. What's your coworker's name? Want to give a shout out? Her name is Jen, and Jen actually just recently got married to Andrew, who she calls Ange. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you, That's so funny. Why yeah. Ange? Janet and Ange. Uh, 
shorter. Didn't really like Drew, I think. Didn't, okay. And it was just kind of... Just kind of turned into... Yeah, just Aww, that's, happened. That's actually pretty sweet. It is nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool name. Yeah. I Anyways. Like, you know, I okay, total side note, but I do like how like some some friendships like you just kind of immediately like come up with like these strange nicknames for like people that are very dear to you it's like it just kind of pops out Mm. with us we actually come up with we've come up with a couple names for picard yep yeah (laughs) (laughs) one of the ones that we're especially proud of is poo card (laughs) and so we came up with that one it's pretty good yeah and uh and then his party name is picardy (laughs) <laughs> of course right? and then Zoe also calls him Picardigan <laughs> this is more preppy name yeah she was telling me about that <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so funny um, but yes Tracy mm. so we were in the middle of having this incredible conversation really clicking and then I was just like would you be like would you be up for actually coming on my podcast and she was just like yeah let's do it so then we like got wow. in touch later and she came over and we did it. And it was a great podcast. That's awesome. That's so random. I don't know how I would respond if I were her. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, she's just, but I think, I feel like with some people, it's just kind of like, you just get like a certain impression from them and you're kind of like, yeah, I, I think I just get this inkling that this is just a good thing. We, we should do this. Hmm. So. Yeah. Or maybe she had just had a conversation with a friend before that night. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to start saying yes to more things. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. Yeah. That's probably what it was. You're just trying to make yourself feel more special. <laughs> Sorry. No. That probably wasn't what it is. <laughs> I was actually trying to compliment her, but I totally did make it sound like I was complimenting myself. No, she seems like a natural. She seems like she, she can natural. do, like, yeah. It doesn't seem like this is a new thing for her. No. She's no, like very she's open and just very honest open, and very interesting, interesting person. Yeah. 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 So we got to do this podcast and I'm just excited. I'm tickled even <laughs> that you and I <laughs> get to introduce her. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah, me too. This was fun. Thank you for, uh, for convincing me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> I'm going to convince you to do a podcast with me later. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can see Matt has like his fake like, oh, I'm not happy about that kind of smile on right now. It's good. <laughs> Genuine. Yeah. So um, anyway, love you, bro. Thanks for doing this with me. And everybody that's listening, enjoy this wonderful conversation with Tracy. Okay. He he does so much work for optimistically depressed. I figure I'll let him have it. <laughs> I have the pushing of the buttons. Yeah, of course. You can have the pushing of the buttons. Why not? That's fine. Yeah. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. How was your day? It's not bad. I mean, I hung out with a friend and just you know did not much. I'm off today. This is my yeah. second day off, so I'm off on Mondays, Tuesdays. Okay. So okay. I tend to. I kind of put off a couple of things, but I'll get back to it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But it was not bad. Good. Yeah. Good. All the days get better. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, right. That's an interesting statement. All the days get better. Yeah. Would Can you, like, I feel like that's just, like, there's so much in that. <sighs> I don't really know how I got there, but I think it's because um, when my mom passed away a year ago, all the day, the days afterwards were just really hard. And someone told me, don't take it day by day. You have to really, you know, with regards to grief, you have to take it, even if you can't do it hour by hour, take it minute by minute, because it is very, very overwhelming, especially when you lose a really close person. So for me now because I didn't have the tools to do that a year ago. I'm not saying I have the tools. I think I'm better equipped now at handling my days. Yeah. So now I just look at it, you know, tomorrow will be a better day. Okay. Okay. I like that. 
Yeah. You like, does it encourage you? Like it does. Yeah, it really does. But you have to have, you have to be in the mindset as well to make it a better day. You know, a year ago, I I didn't have that uh, mindset. I was just wallowing and just in grief. Yeah. And, you know, as time passes or has, has passed, um, it's, it's just easier. It's not as difficult. Sorry, I shouldn't have said easier, but it's not as difficult. Okay. Yeah. The days do get better. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That is such a, a different perspective. I, I don't know if I've thought of it quite like that before. I, I like that. That's kind of blowing my mind right now. I don't think I ever have, too. I think it's just something that I've recently started thinking about, you know? Huh. And I, it kind of makes it feel like I'm a nestle. Now I'm trying to kind of decide if it feels more like it's like each day is a step closer to an end goal or if it's a step further away from. Uh, that's, that's interesting because. You know, I have to, you know, with the loss of my mother, it was just really overwhelming. And, you know, now just talking about it more with people and opening up and being honest um, and having conversations and not being so private. Um, the loss of my mother doesn't have to be the end of my story. It can be, it's just going to be different so I have to incorporate my days being different and having better days, if you will. Yeah, that I that is also interesting saying that it is different. Your days are different because this they're going to be completely different. They're never going to be the same as prior to my mom's death. Like it's never going to be the same. It's going to be different. Yeah. And I have to make those days better. For me, for my son, for my friends, for my other family members. So it's just a different way of looking at something that was so terrible and just, yeah, I don't want to say tragic because it, you know, um, just I feel an like overwhelming loss. Yeah. Um, it's just trying to get to a point where you're able to go through your days and have good days, better days. Yeah. Better days. Better days. So then since, and uh, so it's been a year. It's been a year. I'm really sorry. Thank you. I, I lost my grandmother a few years ago. She was much like a mother, like mother to me. And that's the closest I have to relating to that. And I still, like, I still find myself like crying about her and. I was 23 when I lost my grandmother, my mom's mom, yeah. and I thought that was really overwhelming, and it was really difficult because I was extremely close with my grandmother, Yeah. and I really didn't have any other, um, I didn't have any other thing to reference with regards to losing um, a close family member, and then my mom passed away, and so I thought the death of my grandmother was extreme and extraordinary. And it just wasn't in comparison with regards to my mom. Yeah. Yeah, she was, you know, she was the one person that was with me my entire life. And, you know, when that person is no longer or not with you, it's just really hard to go on because it's different. And I never expected my mom to not be with me. So that's just, that's been a challenge, first of all, to accept that my mom's not here, um, accept me living my life without her and being able to do it because she was so important and she did a lot of things for, for me my whole life. So it's definitely been a challenge. Yeah. So, um... Grief is like a really, I find it, it's such a, an elusive topic. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just, it's difficult to try to understand, like for a person that hasn't experienced it, it's difficult for them to really understand. It's it, it, It really is. It's difficult to have a conversation with someone 
because they don't, they really don't know the enormity of that loss. Yeah. Um, you know, I never, I never had it prior to my mom dying. We never discussed anything like this. Um, so now I do find comfort in, you know, friends that, you know, have lost a parent and it's very comforting. Um, but you know, somebody, I read something about grief. Grief is kind of like all of this love that you have for this person that you're no longer to give, that you're no, you're no longer able to give them. And I thought, I was like, gosh, that's exactly what it is. I have all this love in my heart for my mother, but she's not around for her to receive it. Yeah. 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 So that's hard. Yeah. That's, that's really hard. I just... I just didn't think she wouldn't be here. So that's hard. Was it... Um, what... Was it, may I ask, uh, what happened? I think about three years ago, she was, she was diagnosed with throat cancer. Okay. So she went through radiation, which was fine. She did six weeks of radiation. Um, and then that was fine. That was over. But after the radiation, she just... There was just complications, complication after complication. So what I, what I happened was she had to have her voice box removed um, because there wasn't an infection near it. So it was either, if you don't, the, 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 she didn't really have an alternative to not having it removed. The okay. alternative was. Yeah. So she had that. Um, and that was fine. Um, I do believe... Um, Six months prior to her dying, she went, um, and she was cancer-free. She had a test, so she was cancer-free, but she just, there was just so many complications. Um, the doctor said she died from a mild heart attack um, a year ago. So it was just, and because of the tracheotomy and, you know, if there was something caught in her throat at night or she couldn't breathe and you know she would just choke so hence her not being able to breathe and just the onset of a mild heart attack yeah oh my gosh wow so that's like that's so much emotional up and down when you think that you're like you would have thought that you were good now was it like right because she wasn't she wasn't really sick. Yeah. If like, that makes any sense. She wasn't sick. Yeah. Um, she just had a slight heart attack in her sleep. Okay, so like how like how would that how did that feel? Well, I I found her that morning. Um, so that was really a lot to deal with. Yeah, it was really hard finding her in that state and just processing her not being here. And that was tough, and it's still tough. Because I have a lot of guilt with finding her and maybe during the night not hearing her. So I have these things where I'm like, did I hear her? Did I not? So I think my mind's just playing tricks on me. I don't think I did. But my mind sometimes will say, maybe you did. And I just ignored it. But I don't think that's true. But I don't know. So I have a hard time with that. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry. But it's, but again, it's a year past. 
And, you know, last year, one of the worst years of my life. This year, it's everything's getting better. You know, it's not going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. It's just going to be different. But I have to make it a good different um, because I owe it to not only my mother, but I owe it to myself to make it better and to be better. You know, it's really not, it's really difficult to, to just, I found it difficult to deal with the loss of my mother because we had such a special relationship. So it was definitely hard for me to manage me and to manage my son last year because of the enormity of her death. And I think that precipitated everything that happened last year. And, you know, I'm in a better place now, but it was tough. And even prior to my mom dying, you know, I had some, I had some issues, but her death just really just brought everything to the surface, just emotionally, and just all the other issues that I had prior to her dying. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to, um, like, do you feel like you want to talk about some of those issues and oh, how sure. they came up? Yeah. Okay. I do, like, again, um, in my limited experience with um, grief, I it is something that I've seen, like, even with the people that I'm with who are, like, closer, closer to it. Right. Like, and in myself, I've definitely seen it in myself, where it does, it does bring up all of these things that, like, are seemingly not even related to it, but it's just, like, all of your mental energy is going into dealing with the grief that all of a sudden you can't be dealing with those other things, so they just come up. They just come up. Absolutely. Okay. Right. It's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, because you're so focused on on the loss that the other things, what do you mean I have to manage that as well? So it's really, it's a difficult balance. Um, And at the time I just wasn't able, I didn't have the tools to, to do both, to manage my grief because I was so in it. It's the loss of my mother. It was hard for me to process, you know. I'm also somebody that keeps a lot inside of me. I'm always, I'm fun, Tracy, so I have this wall up, and I can hide things very well. But at the end of the day, when I'm home, then all of these things in my head and all of these issues, they're there, but, you know, a lot of people... We'll just see, oh, she's, oh, she's, she's doing great. She's got a great life. Look at her. She's smiling. She's happy. And that's really far from the truth for a really long time. I didn't have much self-worth. I have a lot now, but in the past year, even prior to last year, it was very difficult. I feel like I, I was a fake almost. I wasn't my real self. I wasn't, I wasn't authentic. Okay. What, uh, do you have any ideas of what would have caused you to not have any self-worth? I think what happened to me when I was really young, um, I grew up and, with a mom and dad and then my mom sat me down and had a conversation and said, you know, my, my dad wasn't my dad. It was somebody else. And so growing up, I just had this whole idea. I didn't know. I, I still don't know who I am. And it's just played with every single relationship I've had in my life. Because I don't know who I am. I don't know who my dad is. And it's extremely difficult for 
for me to develop relationships and because I just don't know. I just need to, I'm getting to, I'm where, I'm at the point now because I've just talked about it a lot. I don't need to know who he is, but growing up I thought I did, but I don't now because it's not going to change anything. Okay. But it did, it did affect relationships growing up, especially with my mother, um, you know, with my sister. I don't know. Yeah, so then your sister was the the father that you had grown up with, like that, would would you refer, refer to him as your yes. father? Yes, as I still do. Okay. Right. So then was he your sister's biological yes. father? Yes. So then that would make, right, okay, so that would make it, I'm trying to like understand how it would make you feel like, and what I'm thinking is that it would be like, Okay, so they're all their unit because my mom and dad had my sister together, and right. I'm over here. I'm over here, and then my mom, you know, she she said this, and then she said something else, and then something else, and you know what? Maybe it's maybe it's that she didn't know. And listen, at the end of the day, that's fine too. I just wish we had had a conversation. And if that was the case, she had said to me, you know what, Tracy, I just don't know who that is. And then it would have been a better understanding and we could, and then it would have made it easier. But the not knowing just made it more difficult. And, you know, when you have this one person, my mother, lie to you, it's really, really difficult to then believe what she says, what other people are telling you, because the one person has lied to me about something really important. So it really has affected me mentally over the years. And it was just something where I didn't think it was important. So I kept shoving it under the rug. But it's extremely important. Now it's not the knowing. I don't really need to know. um, Because my dad, he stepped up and he's helped me. And he believes and he, he he thinks of me as his his child so that's comforting as well but growing up it was very difficult to not know than than the not knowing mm-hmm. yeah I'm so I'm trying to like find a like you know a place where like that relates like some you know how like when you're trying to understand how right. somebody's feeling you you pull from certain instances in your life where you try to kind of relate to this right um the closest that thing that idea that I have is like see I I know who my biological father is and he's uh been diagnosed with uh schizophrenia and bipolar disorder but growing up, I was told that he had bipolar. And I remember like learning about it in school and kind of trying to compare it to what my dad's behavior and just thinking like, this doesn't really add up. And this is very, like, it was very confusing because it's just like, well, how come the, you know, how, um, you know, sometimes in classes they bring in people who, who function with. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, well, how come this person like can function with this? And my dad like can't. And then was it wasn't until I was like grown up and moved out like and my and my mom and dad like they they did divorce when I was six. Um, but it wasn't until I was grown up and moved out that I learned that dad had schizophrenia as well. And then it, it just kind of put everything together. But it was very overwhelming because it was kind of like it just like it just kind of like shifts the way that you have like reflected on your past and made sense of it. Yeah. So I'm trying to take that and try to relate to how it must have like made you feel when 
you're just thinking, well, this now, like I had this frame of how I understood my life. And now all of a sudden, like that part, that huge part is like, is just not there. And at the time I was young, I was, you know, 15. You just go with what adults tell you. Yeah. You don't really question things. You don't ask questions. You know, you're just going with it. Um, And I think that is something I wish I just had have asked more questions and, you know, demanded to know. But at the time you're 15, you don't, you just don't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as I got older, you know, I have a conversation. I try to have a conversation with my mom about it and she would just shut me down because she just didn't want to, she didn't want to deal with it. She didn't want to have the conversation. So that was tough. And so then how did that affect your relationship with your mother? Well, I mean, every, so often, every couple of years, I, you know, I ask her, you know, please, I just need to know. And she just wasn't open to, again, having that conversation. I don't think I was ever, I was never angry. I'm, I'm not angry now. Um, but even growing up, I wasn't angry, but I just wanted to know. I don't really think it affected our relationship. It affected other relationships because I just couldn't trust after that. And for actually to a certain extent, yeah, I couldn't trust my mom either because she did lie. Um, so that was, that was difficult. And just with other people, I just put, I just put up a wall. Yeah. And in the, over the past year, has that been something like one of the things that has been changing or is that still kind of something to come or? I don't think that's ever, I don't think that's changing. Um, I think I'm at a place where it's. I'm okay with where I'm at with it, the not knowing. Okay. I really am. Because it's not going to change anything. Yeah. It's not. Um, Because there's there's no way that I'm ever going to find out. So I I have to move on from that and be okay with it. Because there's no way of finding out the truth. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so you had mentioned that there were some things that kind of bubbled up before, right. You said shortly before your mother's, um, passing and then right after. Yeah. Was it, so what were those things like the, yeah. What what were those things? What were the things that bubbled up prior to my, after my mom passing away? Yeah. I mean, just not being able to manage my own life. You know, being a 40-year-old who really can't take care of herself and who really depended and relied on her mother to take care of her, even at, even at the age of 40, as Again, she was my everything. Um, She helped me my entire life. And I didn't know how to do it after she died. I didn't. I'm being completely honest. Because I was stuck in such enormity of grief that it was really hard for me to go through the routine of your, you know, your, your everyday life and what you, what all that entails it was a struggle. I reconnected with an ex. I moved to Ontario. It didn't work out. I came back. Got a job. Got laid off. Found another job. You know, in the new year. I'm actually now at a place where I like where I'm at in life. I like where I'm working. I just like where everything is headed. Mm. because it's completely different than where it was headed a year ago. 
It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. But for the better. Yeah. What was it that made you like have like a moment where like, was it like a specific moment where you were like, okay, I need to change where I'm headed or was it something that happened gradually? No, I think it was just an opportunity. I never would have, I never would have made the decision to move away had it been for my mom dying. But I just thought, you know what? Why not? There's nothing tying me here. Um, I can still maintain friendships in another province. I don't need to be in the same province. And it was just an opportunity to reconnect with someone else from the past, but that didn't work out. But I don't regret it at all. Okay. I am so glad that I went. It's amazing. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Absolutely. That's really cool. I just, why not? Why don't we do like, you know, sort of some of the things that we all, we put things off, you know, and we just don't do them. But my moving, I would do it again. I would take the chance again. That's inspiring. That's inspiring because through conversations I've had with other people who've made decisions like when they were grieving, uh, later they're like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. You don't have that. I don't have that regret at all. And is it uh, like, would part of it be because like it helped you just grow towards the person that you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do believe that. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, that's actually quite inspiring and encouraging because like, I, like, I just like speaking for myself, I know that I will, I can very easily find myself living in fear because I'm thinking, well, what if that decision that I made wasn't the right one? I'm starting to move away from that, but it's still like, it's still something that I reflect on because I'm trying to think of like how, like how truly helpful is that mindset? Like not helpful at all. It's paralyzing. Mm -hmm. And yet I think that it's pretty typical for anyone to very easily slip into that mindset. Oh yeah. So now I'm, I'm here, I'm talking with you and it doesn't seem like that's something that's happened to you. No, not at all. I'm, I'm just glad that I had the opportunity to just learn a little bit about myself while I was away, realize this isn't what I want, you know, come back home, but realize that it was still a good decision. Hmm. Even though it didn't work out, it was still, I had really great intentions and yeah, I would do, I would completely do it again. And I'm open to doing it again. I've always been here. I've lived in, I lived in the city my entire life, you know, and you do get stuck and you make choices. It's, it's basically what you were saying, you know, I'm glad that I made the choice to just see where someone, where another place could have taken me. But even though it didn't work out, it was still a great opportunity. Mm. And yeah, why not do it again at a, at a later point in life? I'm open to that now, to the idea. Whereas probably prior to my mom dying, I wouldn't have been open to the idea. Because, well, I wouldn't have wanted to move away and be far from her. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so that would have been, so that was a big change. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have gone. Right. Yeah. And from when, uh, when we first met, uh, based off of our conversation, it seems like you are very much a person that's just kind of like, yo, why not? You're, you kind of just ask that I'm now, question. I'm now that, yes. I'm now the why not. You're now the why not. But I don't think I was the why not. But I'm now, yes. Absolutely. I just think... 
I just don't think my mom dying is the end of my story. So I just have to make different, there's just going to be more chapters. So that's just the middle of the story. Mm. You know, by me moving away and coming back home, that's another chapter. You know, me now after 20 years wanting to write my LSAT, um, that's, that's a why not. You know, why not? I think that's amazing. I don't think we should be stuck and say, you know, we're at a certain age. We can't do that. We shouldn't do this. You should do it. That's so, like, inspiring. And so then, yeah, so you're writing your LSAT. Yes. And, yeah, (laughs) you're talking about, like, so, and so, and you're a mother. Yes. And... And you work full time. I do. And you're studying for a a very big... For a very big test. A very big test. A very big test. How Which will determine, you know, my... What I'm doing in five five years from now. So it's just... It's just a small part of where I'm going to be in five years. Okay. Yeah. And... um, so then how do you manage doing each of those things? It's making time. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's really all about time management. To, I mean, not to be so, but it, it really is, you have to commit to it. I've committed to taking this test. So I have to be disciplined enough to prepare for it and to follow through. And to make sure I do well on this test, I have to study. So I have to put that into my schedule every day. Every day. It's simple. Yeah, Yeah, I have to do that. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to fail. I don't want to fail at this test because it has been such a long period of time where I said I wanted to do it, and now I'm back trying to do it, and I cannot fail this. So it's like, all right, I don't... This is my option. This is my option. This is what I got to do. This is why I have to wake up early and, you know, open my open my books and study because it's a difficult test. You say it in such like a straightforward like, right. and there you go. That's that's what's happening. <laughs> that's that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, so it work. With work and taking this, I just find the time. You know, it's, it's, it's not that difficult. No? No. Do you find that, um, like, do you, would you guess that this is, like, one of those situations where you're going to do it, you're going to get through it, and then afterwards just kind of be like, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> was I thinking (laughs) (laughs) amazing yeah yeah oh my goodness this is like very like so you've like you've oh wow okay now I'm like I'm just I'm thinking back like you've these these things that you've overcome to get to this point like I so how does what was your first step towards starting to identify yourself again or have you gotten there yet? Or or to conclude that you don't need that? I had to find my self-worth. I had to find my happiness. I had to find out what makes me happy. And really, I haven't been happy for a long time. Um, I had to really do think about, okay, what and what was I doing? And it was a challenge. It was tough because I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing that were affecting my self-worth. And when you eliminate those, then you can really see more clearly and you have a clearer path or an idea of the person that I want to be. And I don't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... 
eliminating those things, like, that must be quite difficult. Yes. How do you do that? Is it, like, just, like, honing in on... It is. Yeah, like, where you want to... Where where I want to be and where, what, yes. And just removing those. So for me, I found my safe space, especially after my mother was just gambling. And that was really my my safe zone because I wasn't able to really, it didn't require me to think about other things that were going on in my life. It's like an escape. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to do that anymore because it's limiting my future. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What made you like, was there a certain event that happened that made you think? Oh, it wasn't okay. an event. It was just a conversation with, that I had with a girlfriend. Okay. And I just said, I know you don't believe me, but I don't want to do this. Because it's affecting the person that I am and that I, that I want to be, that I can be. Mm. And it really was affecting, it was affecting every, it was affecting everything in my life. Mm. Because again, I didn't have the tools that I needed a year ago. I didn't. How did you acquire those tools? It was just really starting to be open and honest with people, accepting help. Mm and wanting to be a better person and because that person's not me and I know the real I know the real me and I know who I want to be and it really was just was affecting just mentally how I felt every day so I didn't I wasn't happy about it mm. I was severely depressed. Yeah. But then... You just have to make a change at a certain point. You know, you have to sometimes, you know, maybe hit rock bottom. And it's just a matter of picking yourself up. And taking it one day at a time, taking it step by step, you know, tomorrow's going to be a better day. Mm -hmm. You know, finding the person that I know I am, you know, my self-worth, because now I get up and I'm happy and I'm just trying to live each day to the fullest. And, you know, how can I be better? And do you find that like when you ask yourself, how can I be better? How can I do better? Is it, um, like, can you identify one thing, like, okay, I'm going to work on that thing now? Or is it more of a general question? It's like a, like a mantra? I don't know if it's a mantra. Um, and I don't know if it's just one thing. I, I know for me right now where I'm at, you know, I am, I'm, I'm studying for this major test, which is taking up a lot of my time, which is actually a really good thing. Yeah. Because... Then there, the other stuff doesn't get in the way. So it's actually, it's easy. You know, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, you don't have the other, you know, you don't have the, um, the other pressures. You know, I don't have a desire to gamble. I have a desire to take, to do well on this test. I have a desire to be great at my job. I have a desire to be a great mom, you know, to be a good me. Mm. Because I know for a long time that person was, was lost. She was just lost. 
And now she's kind of finding her way out of the darkness, you know, and not, not so lost. Do you find that it's kind of like, in a certain way, it's like you've become the person that helps guide that little girl within you? Is it like, um, is it like finding a way to be your own mother? Or is it different? Wow. I never really thought of it like that. Finding my own mother. Yeah. I didn't see it like that before. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, not, not, not to sit here and, you know, blame my mom for, you know, my, my life being a wreck last year because that's ridiculous. But my mother kind of also was my enabler. You know, she did everything for me. So I really didn't have to do anything, you know. And then with her, with her passing away, then I... I had to do all of these things and I just wasn't ready and I just didn't know how to do anything. I didn't because I I had her help my whole life. You know, and when you take that away, then it was like, well, what do I do? I don't know how to do this. I didn't. And that's that's interesting too because I'm a really smart person. I just didn't have those tools when she died, to manage my life. Hmm. And would that be, like, and that is it a result of just kind of how the relationship was with, like, between you and your mom? Yeah. 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 But now it's accepting, it's accepting help from other family members and being open to receiving help to talking to friends and being open and honest with them mm. and not putting up this wall that I've had. It's, you know, I'm slowly breaking this wall down that I've had up my entire life. Wow. It's not easy. It's not easy to tell people all of your mistakes, but we all make mistakes. Amen. We do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for a long time, I really had a hard time admitting that, admitting my mistakes, or even sharing them with someone. That's, that wasn't going to be me. Mm. It's me now. I'm an open book, really. And that's been, like, a big key in... That's, that's a big key. Yeah. That's major for me. Just being honest. Because hmm. life, is, life is hard. It's difficult. It's a challenge. And we have all of these relationships, you know, that we maintain... We should maintain a lot of them, and it's hard to maintain relationships. But another part is just being honest with the people that are in your life that want to help you, that are there to support you, that care about you, that love you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't always this easy. I, I've had a difficult time over the years with that. It's getting easier now, accepting help and, you know, talking about any issues I may have. I have a, I have a wonderful girlfriend. She, she's like my free therapist. 
I see her every week and we just hash out everything. It's mm. kind of like a weekly chat of just the, the full gamut of like everything. And it's great. And it's just being more honest with, with the people that I care about and that care about me. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I think I can relate to that just because I've always had a, like a really difficult time opening up with people as well. And over the last like year, probably, I've started to just like tell like some people some things about myself that I'm really like ashamed of mm-hmm. and like just putting like basically like the power in their hands to like react however they're going to react. And, and so far, like each experience has been incredibly positive because like, as it turns out, like these people, they actually like, they care about, they me. care, they care about you. Yeah. They care about us. Yeah. So they're supportive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a lot of the times that, you know, when you open up, it can be shameful and you're, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to share this. But these people, yeah, they love you. They love us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. This is like been very encouraging to kind of to to be able to look into some of the wisdom that you're sharing because it's just it's again like just a nice reminder that like some of the the path the path that I'm on is like is okay right and to not like live so afraid of the you know possible mistakes that I might make and you know, valuing relationships and yeah, this has been encouraging. And that's what it is. Uh, Absolutely. It's, it really is valuing, you know, everything you have in your life, you know, relationships, Mm. you know, family members, friends, Mm. things, you know, because we all have great people in our corner Mm. that are there to support us. And Sometimes it's difficult to ask for help, maybe, or to share. But I think once you do, oh, everything that you get back is incredible. Because they really are there because they love us. Mm. And sometimes you can't see it. But... I, I mean, I see it with the people are in my corner. So amazingly, we're actually nearing the end of the podcast. That actually went by really quickly. But there is one question that I like to ask everybody. And that is, what does it mean to you to be mentally healthy? For me, it would be taking time for myself. Hmm. Because I really never took time for myself. And I think that's where I got a year ago. And now I think it's doing the things that I want to do. And... I think it's just yeah, taking the time for yourself mm. each day. Uh, well, it's hard. Yeah. But if we commit to doing that every day, I think you get to be more healthy. Every day. And I think that's, again, it goes back to better days. If you can just take time every day 
with regards to yourself and your own mental health, whatever that may be, whatever thing that, you know, whatever that may be, I think that's very important for your mental health. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for, like, and thank you for, like, opening up to me so much. Like, we met on Friday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not even a week ago. <laughs> Less than a week. <laughs> Less than a week ago. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you want to do a podcast? Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Podcast, bucket list, check. Check. <laughs> that was amazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out of, like, your day off. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, it was my pleasure. Oh, you're fantastic. You are, too. Like, I, yeah, you can, you're a, a very genuine person. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, to everybody who's listening, thank you so much. Um, you helped make this happen. And I appreciate you. And I just want to know, I just want you to know that uh, wherever you are, I'm sitting here loving you. So have a great evening, night, morning, afternoon. And I will be talking to you again soon. Bye. <laughs>